Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Roka Report podcast in association with the Southern Community Soup Kitchen. It's Gav, and you join us after... So I'm my words out because I don't want to say it. Sunderland drew one all with Accrington, unfortunately. Uh, managed to throw away a 1-0 lead against 10 men. And I'm a little bit sick. And I guess my two mates join me today are as well. Uh, Ant Waterson is with me. How are you doing, Ant? Uh, mate, you sound pretty much like how I'm feeling. Just really, really <laughs> deflated, I think. It's just as well, like how, how avoidable it was. So it's it, that, that's the most irritating, I think, is the word. For, for us today yeah yeah we we've picked a good time to record this one and i'm also joined by bomber who looks pretty chipper actually oh i don't feel it mate i feel just as sick as you do to be fair <laughs> <laughs> i think as i was just saying i've um i've just realized that the last time i was on a post match was a one-all draw with shrewsbury when the opposition were down to 10 men so i'm a bit of a bad omen i think for these yeah, yeah, well, there we go. You're not allowed on after today. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so let's let's get into it. Then let's talk about the game. So Sunderland, like I said, were 1-0 up uh, pretty soon after the second half started. And then Sykes gets sent off for two yellow cards for Accrington. You're thinking, champion, brilliant. And then Sunderland do a Sunderland. We have a corner. The goalkeeper catches it. He launches it forward. And Tom Flanagan does a Tom Flanagan, totally air shots the ball. They get him behind in the score against the run of play. And we have nothing left to offer after that. And we draw one all. Oh, just why can't we take advantage of these situations? Why can't we, when you look at the other results and Rotherham have lost, why can't we just take advantage? That's three games now where we've played and other teams around us haven't. And we've not been able to get the result we need. Like why? What? What? It's so frustrating, isn't it? and I don't want to get too. Um, I'm not going to be too negative today because there is you have you do have to take a breath, and you do have to realise. Look, we've got quite a lot of games left to play in the season, and you know it, the season hasn't just ended. I mean, Rotherham, like I say, the sat third. Everyone thought they were going to run away with this a month ago. It shows how how much football there is left to play, but still, you've just Scratch your head at it, don't you? Like, why can't we just get these results in the bag and done? Yeah, it. I mean, it's 
from from what what really is kind of irritating me today is we haven't learned our lessons from the last the last week. I mean, like obviously the Wickham game, you know, we we've gone three two up in in additional time and managed to concede. The even the Lincoln game on Tuesday night, I know we were awful in the first half, but we we go down to ten men. We're two 0 down. We score a goal and we're on top. And then Linda Gooch decides to be you know I, I don't know a, a complete good air shot and. And then exactly the same today, but what I couldn't understand about their goal was why have we got that many players in their box? Like just, just you know, they're down to ten men, just game manage it. You know, leave a couple mm-hmm. more back. Don't yeah. leave Tom Flanagan, the last man, and we know what Tom Flanagan's like. We've 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 seen Tom Flanagan for the last three and a half years, you know, but I mean he he, he kind of um he kind of I had his old Hall of Fame of errors today. One of them was gonna cost him you know today he was, he was awful but what what i'm worried about the most is we're seeing the likes of wigan who seem to pick up points very late on in games you know we seem to do exactly the opposite and concede very late on and it's quite a worrying trend i think and we need to address it you know very much quickly you know i mean portsmouth now next week is absolutely massive isn't it and, and that's a, that's not an easy game no yeah we'll come, we'll come on to the what we need to address in the transfer window a bit later but you're right, yeah. It's quite clear that what we need now, and I think these results have put a little bit more pressure on the on the club to get those over the line. Uh, Bomber, I'll come to you then, the game today. It was a funny one, because first half, we um, it was pretty even. Like, don't think you could have really complained about going into the into the break nil-nil. I think both teams were pretty uh, poor, really, in front of goal. We had that one chance where Gooch put a great ball in, Ross Stewart heads it into the ground. Their goalkeeper makes a brilliant save. Don't really think Aaron did too much. They they did win most of the second balls, and I was worried at some point something was going to drop in the box and they were going to score, but they didn't. And then we come out second half. Pritchard goes off at half time. I don't know whether it was tactical or injury. Um, I know he was playing with an injury midweek, so it could have been that. O'Brien comes on to his credit, played quite well. Takes a pot shot from distance. It loops off their defender over the goalkeeper and into the back of the net. You're thinking champion. And then with six minutes to go, we do what we did. Just, yeah, mind-boggling, isn't it? It is. And the the, the worrying thing for me, like there'll be, there'll be people who will watch that today and they'll, they'll, they'll be spouting us and, oh, we're shit, we're shit, blah, blah, blah. We need to do this, that and the other. But the, the, the fact is that we're, we're not shit. We're not a terrible football team. The one, if I could describe us in one word, it would be fragile. Because unless we're two nil up in the first twenty minutes of a game and we end up winning three or four, like a Sheffield Wednesday, for example, we always look cagey. We always look like we're not getting out of second gear, and we always look vulnerable. And the last three games have just just proven that. In in none of those three games, we particularly started very well. Um, in none of those games, you know, we were we were a couple of goals up, uh, and lo and behold, we've come away. What was it? Two points. Uh, out of a possible nine. Um, as for the game itself, you, you're right, Gav. I mean, the, the first half, you know, it was even, but that's that's not saying anything really po- particularly positive about either teams. No. Both teams no. were pretty poor. It was even, but it was evenly crap, really. <laughs> um, and then, and then, like you say, second half was was marginally better. Like you, I can only assume that the Pritchard thing was um, was an injury. He, you know, he's played. He has played quite a bit of football recently for us. But again, I think it kind of highlights that unless Dan Neal and Pritchard are, are, are firing and in form, we generally struggle. That seems to be a, a running theme because uh, I didn't think Dan Neal was, was anywhere near what he has been uh, for us recently. 
Um, and same with Pritchard. Um, Aiden O'Brien got the goal, came on. Like you say, did, did quite well if we're, if we're judging Aiden O'Brien by his own standards. But yeah, the, uh, uh, even when they had that player sent off, I had that feeling that, you know, this isn't comfortable. We, we look fragile. We just look like we, we just reverted back to, to getting rid of the ball, making mistakes and, and being as, as leaky as, you know, as we have been probably going back a few seasons now where, you know, we were getting one all draws under, under Jack Ross and, and always conceding. It's, it's, we kind of regressed back to that sort of defending and it is worrying, especially when you see, like you said, Wigan, uh, uh, picking up points in the last five minutes of games and we're losing points. You know, I, I dread to think if you put up a league table of this season, the amount of points won and lost in the last five, ten minutes of games, I dread to think where we'd be really. Um, so yeah, I guess long long story short, is much must do better if we've got aspirations of going up. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you look at the league table now, they've got five games in hand on us and they're only three points behind. Mm. I mean, I'm not like I say. It's far too early to say what's going to happen. We have lots of games left to play. They have a lot more than we do, obviously. But we've got to, we've got to try and just draw. Like I know it sounds daft. This last week, we've got to, just got to draw, draw a line under it, and we've got to try and move forward. And just said we've got a really tough game next week. But we've got to look further at some of those individual performances and really think about where we go from here. Like, like I say, Flanagan, Flanagan for me, he's had a. He's. I said this earlier, and that. I think he's probably had his best season in a Sunderland shirt. Generally speaking, he has. He's been far better. But that's still not good enough. Like the last sort of run of games have proven that we we do need a defender. And you you look at the bench and we've got Arbinat Jumadri sat there who we paid money for. All right, he's had a really bad injury. They've took the time with him. But if he's not ready to go into the team, then what's the point? We need to sign somebody, or mm. we need to play him. Do you know what it is, Gav? It seems um sorry, it, it seems it seems odd because I, I think I think our defenders look good when they're on the ball. But when mm-hmm. with off the ball is when we look shaky. And, you know, ultimately they're they're there. The three centre backs are there to defend. Now I think I think Doyle and, and Bailey Wright actually were pretty decent today. Yeah. Um and I think again, Flanagan on the ball w- wasn't bad, but it, his primary function is there to defend. And it's his mistake. That, that effectively has let them in and, and and cost us the goal. And you could argue he had a hand in in, in the one last week as well, uh, in the Lincoln game as well, where he's missed the clearance. So it's those things that they'll they'll get remembered for because that's his primary function. Yeah. And just on the defending, then we've really struggled for, like I said, the last three games. What what do you think that Johnson should do? Because, like I say, his options at the minute are bringing Jamadli. Don't see it happening for some reason. He just Seems to have really took his time with him. Mm-hmm. Um, or we go out and sign somebody, and the, the difficulty is who do you sign? Who's out there? Who's going to be ready to get straight into the team and play? And it seems like we're probably stuck with what we've got. But I mean, what does he? What does he do? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what the rumor is about Aiden Flynn. If it's a strong rumor or anything like that, but he's the type of defender I, I would love to get because he's you know he's big, tall, he's he's a commanding presence, he's a leader as well at the back, and he can also pop up and get a couple of goals as well. I think he scored seven last season or something, and he's sent half. So it's, it's a really good return, that. Um, I think that would probably automatically make him our second highest goal scorer. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, someone like that. I mean, we just need. Um, I can remember when Bolton came to the stadium of light, and um, he's near, I think it was Santos, wasn't it? The centre half, big lad for them. He's the only one I've seen who's dominated Ross Stewart this season. You know, Ross Stewart had a really hard time. So there are defenders out there, I think, who. 
But we just need somebody... I, I'm all well and good for having, you know, the likes of Callum Doyle, who is an excellent ball-playing defender. And I, and I agree with Bomber. I thought Doyle was excellent today. He, he kind of uh, bailed Flanagan out um, two or three times. But we need someone who's just a bit nasty, you know, someone who's going to bully strikers where... We haven't got anyone like that at the minute. You know, Doyle might be that kind of player in a few years' time, but at the minute, he's only learning, isn't he? And he's learning, he's learning his trainings. He's probably learned a hell of a lot this season, but, um, yeah, yeah, we need someone who's big, strong, a bully, and a leader. If yes. they exist in January, please get them. I'm not well, sure they're going to They're so. going to cost twice as much, aren't they? And yeah. I think that's the thing, and I, I think a lot of people are crying out that we look, like, physically quite weak. Like, all over the pitch, really. And there's, and that's the thing. I think you need your traditional big, strong uh, defender who who just isn't going to because you know that Bailey Wright is physical, Tom Flanagan's physical, but they're not big, strong, tough defenders who who aren't going to get you know like an, who can hold up an Akinfenwa or someone like that. You, you know they're 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 happy to get stuck in, but they're just not strong enough, not physical enough, and that, that's what we're missing. It looks like it's the same with Doyle as well. To be fair, all three of them are pretty similar in that regard. Um... I mean, he's a young, like, say he's a young lad, but the problem is, like, right across that defence, we're, we're sort of banking on them being able to defend, and it's costing us points now. And I just mm. don't want that to be the difference between us finishing top two and finishing in the playoffs. Because you know what happens when Sunderland finish in the playoffs? It's, it's just, it can't happen. We have to finish top two. So what we have to do is find a way of either defending better, which, like I say, could be bringing in Jamadjali, who could be a, st- a star for all we know. We just haven't seen the lad play. Uh, or we go out and sign someone. And like I say, I'm just I'm a bit torn on whether that even happens. But sort of looking around the pitch, the rest of the game, um, Dennis Serkin playing left-back today. Wasn't his best game, was it, Bomber? Really? I, I think he struggled, to be honest, both offensively and defensively. Yeah, um, yeah, he did. We, we know he can do a lot better, but at the same time, Every time we play these big physical teams, it's not just him. Quite a lot of the players struggle with the physical nature of the game. But today, I just think he got bullied a little bit. I can't remember the name of the the wide player who he was up against. I feel like it was Sullivan. Um, but mm. he yeah, he struggled today, didn't he? He did. Yeah, it wasn't um, it wasn't one of his best games. I know he's not played an awful lot for us, but he he kind of did look a little bit out of his depth. Um, I know we were asking him to to go in at, at, at left back, and I say he's not got a lot of minutes under his belt for us um, this season. But yeah, he he did look a little bit out of his depth. He did put in that fantastic last ditch tackle in the in the first half towards the end of the first half. But that was because he kind of needed to do that because he was the one who switched off for the quick throw that got him in in the first place. Um, but yeah, he he just didn't look he didn't look comfortable either on the ball or defending. He just didn't look comfortable. He he misplaced quite a few passes. Um, I can't really remember anything much of note that he got involved with. To be fair, down both sides was where Accrington looked like they were gonna that gonna hurt us, and that's what ultimately happened. You know that long ball came down that left hand side, uh, or their left hand side, and Flanagan's come across and missed it. But yeah, for, for, on that one side, Sirkin, it wasn't it wasn't a great day for him. No, but we're not. I'll not like to say, not be too downhearted on it. I mean. It's difficult when we're talking straight after the game to try and pull positives mm-hmm. from anything. Like I said before, I think just when we play these physical teams, we do struggle. Um, Pompey next week, are they a physical team? Probably, yeah, I would say so. Marquis gave us the runaround earlier in the season, so we have to learn from games like the Accrington game. I mean, it's easy saying that. 
you can't teach the players to be more physical overnight. You can't teach them to be more aggressive. Um, I just think it's part and parcel of the way we play Ant is that we are going to, when when we're playing on a little pitch where the team restrict us, and to Atkinson's credit, they did quite a good job of that up until the point that O'Brien scored that goal, which was a bit of a freak mm. goal, really. I mm. thought they did a good job of just closing the space down, making sure we didn't have time on the ball. Um, so that's the way teams approach us. It's just part and parcel of the way we, we we are. People, when they do their research on something, they must look at us and go, yeah, good team on the ball, but if you stop them playing, you, you know, you might nick something. Um We've got to we've got to find a way now going forward of when we go away from home, haven't we? Against teams like Atrington, we've got to find a way of just playing through that and and importantly taking our chances because we normally don't struggle, do we, with chances? But we did today. No, yeah, um, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. We 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 have got to find a way. You know, we're gonna go to um, you know, more grounds like like Atrington's ground this season. You know, we're gonna go to smaller pitches and we're gonna go to teams that. Want to bully us because they've known now. They, they, I mean, all you need to do is get out if you've got a data guy at the club. Just have a look at out some of our away games when we have been bullied and we have struggled because we haven't got the um the necessary uh, strength to. I've just made a word up there. Necessity. <laughs> we haven't got like you know the strength to cope with that. I mean, we're, we're an excellent footballing side. Don't get us wrong. When we're allowed to play football and we can we can dictate. But I think Lee Johnson said it didn't he a few a few weeks ago. You've got to earn the right to play football and. This last week or so, especially Tuesday and, and today, we haven't earned that right yet, um, and that's the problem. Um, you know, we need to we need to we need to start getting dirty. We need to start maybe lowering ourselves to to other teams' levels, and you know, getting a bit you know naughty and dirty and all that. But again, that's probably summed us up in Lake Longav. We haven't been able to do that. We 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 pride ourselves on being a good football inside, and we are. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty, where we need to be a little bit shit housery, you know, and Especially last ten minutes of games where you know you you take like you take a knock or something and just roll around for a little bit. We've seen this happen. We've seen loads of time where it's not the stadium. Like when we've been, you know, one nil down with with you know five ten minutes to go or whatever. And we need to just need maybe learn from our mistakes a little bit better like that. And I'm I just don't know. I think I'm I'm really at a lot. Like I can understand what what we're saying. I'm trying not to get too negative, but I'm at a loss of do. How we've managed to swallow that away today, especially being it, in such a comfortable position. It's almost like we feel like we're too good to kind of yeah, lower yeah. ourselves to that, isn't it? Like you know, we're, we're the we're the big big club in the in the division. You know, we're going to do things the right way, but you know, at the end of the day, we've been here. What is it for? However many years now, we just need to do whatever it takes to get out of the division. And if that means you know being a bit of a uh, having a bit of a like small shit house club mentality for a few games and for half a season, then so be it. Um, but we we don't seem to be able to do it when we do try. So there's there's games where we have kind of where we have you know tried to shit house teams a little bit and, and and kick them off the park a little bit, and it's actually ended up backfiring our in our face. It just seems at the moment that when we get a little bit edgy and a bit of adversity, we just implode in ourselves. So mm-hmm. if you think back to the the Pompey game at, at Fratton Park is a, is a similar example. Uh, the Lincoln game is a similar example. We get we get dragged into it and. Because we don't, because it's not something that we do do. We end up imploding, and it it kind of derails the game. Yeah, it's a bit naive, isn't it? You know, like as much as, uh, and I, I don't want to keep on going on about well, should we have played these two games gone. Uh, it's kind of like, look, look, we took a big chance for that, with especially with the 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 Lincoln game getting beaten all up. We took a big chance of playing these games, and it has backfired a little bit. But I think sometimes we're sure that we're a little bit naive in. 
in kind of expecting us. I mean, I think the players there today, when when they went down to ten men, I think the players just switched off mentally, switched off, which it is easy to do, you know. But they need uh, they need someone telling them, and that's maybe a problem where we haven't really got a leader on the pitch where we need someone to say, look, this game's won in the 94th minute or whatever when the referee blows his final whistle. Not when a, play, when a team's gone down to 10 men and you're 1-0 up. Um, you know, cause it's happened, that's not the first time that's happened this season, is it? Like like Bomber said, it happened, it happened to Shrewsbury where we were 1-0 up, seemingly cruising, they were down to 10 men and we, we bite ourselves in the arse again. Yeah, we've seen these sort of moments of complacency this season even, that sort of mini, mini spell where we... We struggled for results in, in the end of October, start of November. Um, a lot of the chatter on social media after the game appears to be around, is this another streak coming? I mean, we don't know, Bomber, but how do we guard against that? How do we guard against this becoming another streak? Like, What do we do next week against Pompey to ensure that we get back on track? Because we can't allow... This, this is a problem that's sort of followed Johnson around his career that he, he gets his reputation of being a streaky manager and it's now up to him this week to ensure that this ain't another streak. We don't go on another four or five game run where we, we struggle to pick up points. I know we didn't get beat against Atrington, but we did it feels like a defeat. Um it does, yeah. So what does he do? What does he do? I don't, I, I don't know. So it's 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 a strange one. Like the only thing I can think of is that we go on these streaks and they seem to have turning points. So I think we get, we go on like five, six, seven, eight, nine games unbeaten, and then we start to believe that we're unbeatable, and probably we get a little bit ahead of ourselves. And then all of a sudden, we drop points at Wickham, we drop points at Lincoln, we drop points at Accrington, and then it, like I say, we kind of implode on ourselves, and then we kind of get down and feel a bit sorry for ourselves. And we all, you know, in these streaks in the past, we've gone three, four, five games without a win. And then it's almost as if someone just like lights a rocket under their asses and says, do you know what? If you don't pull yourselves out of this, we're not going to get promoted. And then they suddenly realise what's at stake and go, oh shit, okay, yeah, we better start playing again. And then they, that, 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 we start kind of getting back up to another peak and, and, and going on a bit of a roll and then confidence gets high and then we get complacent and then we go back down, the, down that slope. It's, it's a strange one. I think Johnson, what he's got to do, he's got to sit everybody down and just be perfectly frank with them and and in no uncertain terms, just let them know what's at stake. Because there's 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 not only places in squads, there's contracts, there's the ability to play in the championship or or, le- or whether you're going to be resigned to League One football again. He needs to like make it clear in no uncertain terms that you, we cannot afford to do this. You know, if we if we go another three games and only picking up two points, you can forget about automatic promotion. To, to be honest, it's got to that sort of stage, and I, I it's not. I think we will do better than that, but he needs to make it clear to every single one of those players that's in the squad that they've got, they're going to have a part to play in this, and that if we do go on a bit of a run, unless we start ticking those points and getting back to those uh, you know two points per game average, it's not going to happen. And some people will be out of contract and will have to find themselves another League One club or below, and some people will lose the opportunity to to stay with us and play Championship football. So he just needs to be firm and, and perfectly frank. I think that's the only way you can do it because I, I I can't really put a finger as to why it happens in the first place. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I think that's it. You've got to be honest. You'll 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 come out and they'll say, you know, it wasn't good enough. We need to learn from it, and that's perfectly fine. But yeah, we've got the the players have got to be honest with themselves when the when things when things are going well and you're riding high. Um, 
nothing goes wrong. You don't, you know, mm. every little, those little flicks seem to go in your favour. The second ball seem to go in your favour. Those crosses into the box go in your favour, you know. And then when you hit the hit the, the hard times, as, as perhaps this little mini run is, um, you, you have to work hard to address those issues. Like, you can't just sit there and think, well, it's just going to get better again. We have mm. to be very honest and... I guess as fans, we've seen this enough times while we've been in League One to know what's coming if if they aren't honest about it and they don't address it. Um, yeah, throwing so, throwing away that win today, Gav, was was the worst thing that could have happened because all it does is just fuel stoke the fires on social media for that streak again. You know, if we'd have come away with a, I don't care how bad the the win would have been, if we'd have come away with a one 0 win, we would you know this conversation wouldn't be happening. But the fact is, we haven't. And it all it does is just fuel that that fire and for my own mental health. We bloody win the next game because otherwise, well, oh. it's, that's an interesting point you make about how we would have been reflecting on the game had we won it. Because I was sat sort of while I was watching the game, um, thinking about what we were going to talk about when we when we sat down, and I was actually really happy with how we reacted after the break. I thought that to come out after. Uh, half time and score a goal early on. All right, there was a touch of fortune as the way it went in, um, but we were better. And then after that goal, we zipped it around more. We we had sort of ten fifteen minutes where Accrington couldn't get in the game. We had all of the ball, and you could see just in the players, it they just lifted. The confidence was there. Um, and I said in our little group chat, I said if if we don't take advantage of of this this spell that we've got, then we could be made to pay for it. You've got to, when you've got the momentum in the game, you've got to take, uh, you've got to take that, and you've got to do something with it, and you've got to get that second goal and that third goal. Yeah. And um, we didn't, we didn't do enough. I mean, I think it was Frankie and Danny on the commentary said we had their keeper really had a save to make in the second half. Really, I don't think we made them work anywhere near enough, and that's with some really good attacking players on the pitch. So it's it's just difficult to take in it and you've got to like I say, we've got we've got to reflect on the game fairly. If we hadn't have conceded that goal, I would probably be in Satya and I'd have been saying, Great win when you consider that Accrington were pretty competitive. Physically they were good, they worked hard, you know, we've basically nicked it. Um but we're not. We're sat here and we're bemoaning the fact that we couldn't defend in that one moment. I think they really only had one chance and it was that. We're sat here and we're moaning it, and it's it's just frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, and and again, we're going back to our time in League One. Um, how many times have we been sat here seeing these things? You know, it it's happening time and time again. It's happening season after season after season where we're getting into a position where, you know, I think before the Wickham game last last week after we beat Sheffield five nil, you're thinking, yeah, this team's not gonna they're not gonna stop now. That you know, we thought we'd really turn that corner. Um, I mean, I will. I will see in in defence of Johnson. I don't want to be you know be this happy clapper kind of thing, but it's not Lee Johnson's fault that Tom Flanagan's forgot he has legs. You know what I mean? That's that's not down to Lee Johnson. You know, you know that's that's a that's a that's an individual player making an error. You know, I mean, personally, yeah, I thought Lee Johnson handled the game very well. You know, we made that that uh, change at half time. You know, Pritchard was struggling. He brings O'Brien on and o'brien scores and it was o'brien's type of game you know it's this you know horses for courses kind of thing with that but uh it does seem that we are making those same mistakes time and time again and that that's what i'm I'm worried about um you know i mean listen you know i yeah the, the one they had one 
maybe one chance in the first half when Hoffman's made a good save, but bar that, they didn't threaten us that much. And, you know, they've scored a goal, they've took the chances, and we seemingly can't seem to do that. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, which players we've got, which manager we've got, it's the same mistakes are getting made again in League One. And, you know, listen, we're going to have to start winning games and start winning them quickly because otherwise it's going to be the playoffs. Um, simple as, because... You know, Wigan keep on picking these points up. We we all we've been seeing all week. I'm a Wigan aren't going to be able to keep us up because they're playing so and so games. What happens if they do? You know, there's no there's nothing stopping them. So um, well, the, the fact is, they only need four points from those five games in hand to go above us anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah exactly. It's not like yeah. they need to win every single one. So the pressure's off no. them a little bit still. I think Rotherham losing takes the edge off it slightly because had they won, I would have felt a lot worse about it. Uh, Rotherham losing means that they. You know they're still in there with us, and um, yeah, I think I think it's difficult to try and sit here and be positive. We've got to try and and move on, obviously. But the other results elsewhere, like you said, Wigan winning puts them in a very favourable position, regardless of how many games they've got to play. Wickham won. Let's not forget that. I think um, I think if I if I'm right, Wickham have gone top top of the table, so that they're certainly not going anywhere, are they? Um, but there's there's a lot of time left to play. Um, before we move on though, I want to just touch on what maybe Johnson could have done, bomber, in the game to change things when it went to ones each. Because we we conceded that goal with six minutes of normal time left on the clock, and it, we didn't make a change, and it felt like we were a little bit dead out on our feet. And could could he have maybe brought on Diamond Hume, perhaps? That was to, the, yeah. To try so and the try and just give us some extra edge. Yeah, I think the one thing that, well, the one trick that John, Lee Johnson probably possibly missed was introducing Jack Diamond. You know, he, he, I think from the Lincoln game, you could see he still is really quite raw, but he, his his energy and his enthusiasm in that last ten minutes or so, playing against ten men, playing against a team that have have kind of sat back and just tried to contain us, he, he could have produced that one little spark. You know, Embleton. Looked like he was he was fading a little bit. We looked like we were running out of ideas, and it, it, it as that as the time ticked over to kind of eighty, eighty one, eighty two minutes, it just looked like we weren't going to get over the line unless it was a spark of individual brilliance or or a mistake that gifted us the goal. And, and Jack Diamond is a player that can do that. So yeah, I think he did miss a trick there. Denver Hume, you know, whilst he he's good going forward, um, you know, since he's come back into the fold, he hasn't been. He hasn't been great, um, so I'm, I'm not too fussed about him not necessarily coming on. Um, but Diamond was definitely one that, that I think should have at least had a little run out and, and rolled the dice. My my only reasoning for sort of the Denver Hume comment was that Sirkin played Sapua. I thought yeah. maybe maybe mm. bring somebody else on. I just there was a moment towards the end of the game where the ball went out to the right hand side of the pitch, and I think it might have been Diaku, and. The ball it goes over the top, and I think if somebody's got fresh legs in that position, they control it and they get a shot away. And Diaco was just too tired; he stretched at it, couldn't bring mm. the ball down. It just bounced off him and went out for a goal kick. I mean, it, it could have, would have, should I? Johnson wasn't to know that, but I just thought maybe with with eighty four gone, and it's ones each, and they've got ten men. Just th- roll the dice, throw them on, yeah. put put Diamond on, put you on, maybe even put Josh Hawks on. And just try with some fresh legs on the pitch to grab that goal. I mean, in Hawks, to be fair to him, last season when he was playing the twenty threes, he scored quite a lot of goals from range, good goals. And I'm just thinking, 
you know, I know ideally long term he isn't really an option for Sunderland, but it would have been nice to just take that chance and bring some extra players on, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think that's that's the thing that we, we didn't take that chance. It's, it's all hypothetical, but Johnson would have seen that people were getting tired, and you know what have you got to lose, really? So, what about you, Ant? Yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, I, I don't know if it comes down to trust. You know what I mean? With like you know Diamond and Hawks being you know these lone players they've they've brought back, but listen, hey, you know we we all know what Diamond can do. You know, yeah, he's. He is very much, you know, not not the uh, finished product at all. But um, I would imagine if, say, if Kim Bjorka was on the bench today, Kim Bjorka might have come on. So if if Kim Bjorka, if it can trust Kim Bjorka to come on, why not trust, you know, someone like Jack Diamond? And um, as you say, Gav, Josh Hawks has scored quite a lot of goals um, last year in the 23s that were very good efforts. And I think he scored quite a lot of late goals as well. Um, but when I can remember, he was popping up, you know, the last five minutes because he's got that little bit of uh, pace that he's got. But... Um, on the Denver Hume thing, I thought Hume on Tuesday was excellent when he came on. To be honest, thought he played really well. Um, considering we were, you know, the game was pretty much over. Um, thought he did like really good with his, uh, with his bombing forward. And that's probably what we needed. Um, maybe to go all out attack, but I don't know. Maybe Johnson was just that much. Maybe he was just that much pissed off that we've conceded a really late goal. He hasn't thought about it, and it's not been a proactive thing to do. Yeah. So let's just summarize on the game then. For me. Really disappointed that we, we only managed to get a point. Um, I think as the days roll on, we've got a week now to prepare for Portsmouth and we'll we'll preview that game on the pod and on the site as the as the week rolls on. I think as the days dwindle away, we'll probably calm down a little bit collectively. We'll probably look a little bit more objectively at it and think, OK, we have to really learn our lesson. We have to try and strengthen the core of that side going into the um, going into the game. What do you reckon, Bomber? Overall impressions, then, sort of, as you as we sign off the 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 performance against Atrington? It's just a disappointment, mate. It's difficult as we sit here. We're what an hour after the final whistle, and and it is the disappointment because it should have been three points. It should have been a scrappy three points that we're talking about, but it, it's not. Um, I like you. I think we'll get. I'll get to midweek next week, and I'll be. I'll have forgotten about it and be looking forward to the Portsmouth game. But it just makes that Portsmouth game all the more important, doesn't it? Um, yeah. especially with the other fixtures that are going to go on uh, just looking at them now uh, Rotherham are playing Cheltenham uh, <laughs> yeah so so you'd expect them to come away with something there at home mm-hmm. Wigan against Gillingham you'd expect them to pick something up there so it just makes it just puts the pressure on that Portsmouth game all the more but like I say middle of the week I'll start be looking forward to it again and I, I think the day is just created I think the whole week actually just created pressure that really shouldn't have been there um, you know, big chance which hasn't been taken in the last week. Where had we maybe got six points out of nine, would have been sitting pretty. But two points out of nine, it's it's just made next week a huge, huge game, which is already going to be massive. With you know Portsmouth thinking it's a rivalry coming up here, um, but it's going to be a ma- and 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 the bother is, you know what, you know what it's like to stay in the light sometimes when it gets to maybe fifteen, twenty minutes, and we aren't winning. The crowd can very, very quickly turn, um, and. I just hope we get an early goal. I hope we get some players in, actually. But I think some of these players are looking tired. You know, I think Bomber mentioned it earlier about Elliot Hamilton. I think Elliot is looking tired yeah. now. Yeah. Dan Neil, bless him, has played the majority of this season. He's 20-year-old. It's his first, you know, first proper season. We need to get some bodies in, you know, whoever they are. I know, you know, we're linked with, you know, I think we're linked with a new player every day, aren't we? But it needs to start happening now, I think. You know, the, yeah. these lads have done really, really well the last month or so because we have been at the bare bones, but now they're starting to look very, very tired. 
Yeah, that segues us nicely into the next segment. And before we, we <laughs> sign off, the transfer window. Uh, but I think that makes a good point, Bomber. We we probably do need now, with with what like the time dwindling as the is we're in the into the second part of the month. We need to now get players through the door. I know it's not that easy. It's not just as easy as snapping your fingers and bringing players in. Um, but it's very clear, and it has been clear for even when even when we were in a good spell of form, it was clear what we needed. For me, the priorities are a right-sided centre-half to replace Flanagan, somebody who's big, physical, and importantly, just heads the ball. I don't care if they're 33-year-old and yeah. we're not going to get much more than a season out of them. We need a, a, an experienced championship standard defender to come in who can actually defend because we cannot allow this defence to keep costing us games and points. So that mm. is the that is the priority, number one. Yeah. Number two is... We need a central midfield player who is physical, big, again, a bit like the centre-half, somebody who, who likes to win the ball, likes to win headers, and, and just sets the rest of the team away, and we, and we can anchor the team from the midfield with that player, because you've just said it yourself, and Dan Neal's a very good player, Embleton's a very good player, um, but they're not holding midfielders, they're creative players, and we need to surround them with with just... I mean, I mean to be fair, if Corey Evans could stay fit... He would be fine, and I I think that's maybe where that position, if if Evans comes back from concussion and plays next weekend, which he should, providing he doesn't get injured in training, which is always a possibility with him, um, if Corey Evans can come back in, then we're all right. But we still need to sign someone because he is going to break down again at some point, and then up front we need we need support for Stewart. He hasn't got well Broadhead sitting on the injury bench. He he hasn't got that back up, um, and we're one injury away from catastrophe because Ross Stewart gets injured, and you you're then talking about putting Aidan O'Brien up front. So we need a striker. Is am I, Would you would you say we need anything different to that bomber? Would you agree with my selections? No, I'd ag- I'd agree with you, mate. We we need we we need to strengthen our spine essentially. Uh, so yeah. all all positions through the middle of the park need strengthening. Not not necessarily in quality, but certainly in depth. Um, and I think that's the key thing. I, th- I think and variety, I think by create... the way, and variety. We have we have to look at the options we've got. They're all very nice players, but we yeah. need. A, I think we need a bit of aggression in that team, don't we? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So if you if you look at our set, you take Corey Evans out of the equation. You look at our centre midfield. It is all players who like to get on the ball, play it around a little bit. You know, your Dan Neal's, your Pritchards, etc. Et I don't. I don't think we lack creativity. Um, so it is just that steel that I think I think we're missing. And like you say, it, it, that goes through the spine of the team. So. For for me, uh, just to echo what you're saying, it's a centre half who's a who's a proper experienced head it kick it centre half. Give him an eighteen month contract, you know, because the likelihood is that anybody who's worth their salt isn't probably going to just accept something for the end till the end of the season. Similar in midfield, but who who can play a little bit, um, but again is is almost like a. a, a I'm not suggesting we're going to sign someone of that calibre, but like a Kante, just to kind of sit there, run around, break up play, be fit. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, just imagining, just, I'm just imagining Kante and Lee. Can you one. imagine, yeah? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Somebody, who, somebody who's not expected to, to do anything except be, win the ball, be in the right place at the right time, win the yeah. ball back, win us possession, and then give it to the creative players to go and do something with it. And like you say, we need someone to, to, support, to support Ross Stewart because like you say, if he goes, then Jesus, we're, we're in a lot of trouble. Anyone else, Ant? I know we've been linked with Patrick Roberts. That one's went a bit quiet, but do we need another wide player? I guess if Hawks and Diamond do go back to their loan clubs, leaves us short, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I, I, would, I, would, I would. That's the only thing I would add to, to all that. Another wide man, because um, for me, I don't think Gooch gets in my team if fully strength. So I would, I would like to see another way of coming. I think like, you know, I was really excited when when we got linked with Patrick Roberts because I think he's got the potential of being a fantastic player. So if that's gone quiet for whatever reason it has, um, we, need, we probably need another one of them in. And you know, the main one is, like I said, centre half. Centre midfield. We need a shit house in the middle of midfield. You know, that's that's what we need. We need, and, we need uh, a shit house in both positions, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, up front, I mean, the link has been Jermaine Defoe, hasn't it? And that, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about that if if and when it happens. You Pro- know what I mean? Problem but, is, and with the Defoe link, is there'll be a queue of teams around the block who want him. So yeah. I think I think when Lee Johnson answered that question in the press the other day, he was right. I think a million things would have to fall into place for it to happen. Hundred percent. Yeah. But um, yeah. it would be nice, wouldn't it? It'd be it'd be wonderful if he did come back, but all the same, if we sign and I can't remember the name of that lad from Villa who was it was linked and he looks a decent player. We're gonna get shown up for not knowing his name, but I did watch highlights of his goals that he scored this season. Young lad, yeah, um, something like that, yeah. Just a, someone with legs, someone who who's got goals in them. Um, importantly, well, like I said, we need options around the pitch, and I I don't think for one minute that they don't know this. Like that's the, that's the thing I've seen. Again, shouldn't take. Too much of what's said on social media, seriously. But I have seen some people sort of doubting our ability to get what we need. And I don't think um, I don't think come the end of this month, we'll be left short anyway. I think we'll have what we need. And I do think Speakman and Johnson and Stuart Harvey and anybody else who's involved in that process, I'm, I'm pretty sure they know, they're, they're very aware of, of what Sunderland need um, come the end of the window. But we just have to, it's difficult, we have to be patient. I just think that this little run of results has certainly ramped up the pressure on them to bring those players in. And that might not be a bad thing, actually, because you can get complacent even in the transfer market, you know. They can sit on their hands a little bit and think, well, we can probably afford, especially when results are going well, we can probably afford to wait till the end of the month and see what other deals come up. Or they might have six or seven players for each position that they're looking at. They might look at it and go, well, he's probably going to become available towards the end of the month, blah, blah, blah. Now, the, the, the scope's changed, you know, next weekend. Mm. All right, we're probably going to have Winchester and Evans back in the squad for that game, which will be a big lift and it'll help the midfield. But defensively, we're not helping ourselves. So Johnson either has to go out and speak and has to go out and buy a centre-half, somebody who's been playing, which isn't easy. I know I saw the link with Aidan Flint. He'd be perfect, but... How likely is that really? He's playing for Cardiff most weeks. Um, but someone like that, a big experienced player, someone who Johnson knows quite well because he's worked with him before, um, to who's playing, so the fit, to come in and really ramp up the, the competition in that defence and improve us. And uh, like Give I said... Give John O'Shea a ring, see what he's yeah. up to. <laughs> yeah, why not? Get John O'Shea back. Uh, but I think that's about all for today, lads. So thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we will hopefully be back before the weekend, before the Portsmouth game, hopefully with a preview show. There'll be plenty coming up on the website on rotorreport.com. All that's left to say is thanks for listening. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Really appreciate your time. Uh, and signing off with a, with, a, with a lovely little salute there. And, uh, yeah, thanks <laughs> for joining us, everybody. Cheers. Bye.
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.